I'm Nick. And this is But Have You Tried, the podcast from the David A. Hill Public Library. Now you're just showing off because you played the ukulele to the theme song of Joan of Arcadia. So that's it seems like fitting. It's two We're combining everything. It's all together. tying together. I, okay. Well, this tiny ukulele bravo. is a little hard to play, though. Yeah, right? That's what I'm talking like, about. Soprano ukulele. It's I like for like a doll. It it's, went through the dryer like several did. times. Yeah. Not that you would ever put an instrument in the dryer, but <laughs> that's very much how it feels. This is what would happen if you did. Exactly. So today we are talking Joan of Arcadia. That's right. And for those of you who may have seen the show, hopefully you recognize the theme song that I yeah. just played. Or maybe you've just heard that song in general life yeah. because it's it's a great one, honestly. It always makes me think of Austin Powers because do you know what Austin Powers is? First nope. of all... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Austin Powers was a huge comedy movie from the 90s starring Mike Myers as like a swinging spy from the 60s who gets unthawed in the 90s to fight Dr. Evil, ah. who is also played by Mike Myers. Oh, anyway, okay. In one of the sequels, Dr. Evil is playing this song on the piano and he, he does the, what if God was one of us? Mm-hmm. Then he goes, blue, 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 blue. That's <laughs> Nobody incredible. knows any of the other words. So that's what I always think of. But yes, it is a theme song to Joan of Arcadia, which is like an early 2000s show. Yes. So this is like my era. You would have been but a babe in arms. I would have. I was so three to five when three, this show three was to five. So I take it you weren't watching it as no, it was happening. No, okay. I watched it in retrospect. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, I was discovering this for the first time, which was an interesting experience. And I do have some thoughts about the show Joan of Arcadia. Well, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. How's your Duolingo streak? We didn't talk about it last time. Okay. How are you doing? Because we're on check. a friend's quest right now. Check. We are on a friend's quest. And I feel like I need to like... It's always like an odd number. You know what I mean? It'll be like, oh, you have to do nine Nine. lessons and get 90%. So I'm like, somewhere along the lines, one of us has to like pull a little extra. We do. And I feel like, I always feel guilty if I don't like Mm. step up and take Mm -hmm, that on. mm -hmm. Okay, 242 days. That's yours. Okay. That's my streak. I lately have been like getting it just under the wire like i've done it it's like 11 55 or something and i'm like oh my gosh i have to go and learn portuguese uh i'm at 121 nice but i just want to point out not to brag not to say i'm better than you but i'm at 121 with never a streak never a streak not even one that's pretty impressive so uh yeah yeah i'm on a roll anyway uh so yeah i feel like i could do okay in a portuguese restaurant if i wanted nice milk or water or carrots or onions (laughs) you know what i mean that's really all you need kill it i could kill it okay well um would you like me to tell you what i learned about joan of arcadia absolutely what did you learn okay well the facts the series joan of arcadia aired on cbs for 45 episodes from 2003 to 2005 so these are actually my uh these are these are my houghton college years this is uh this is exactly when i was uh, in college finishing my man uh, that's surreal yeah uh, so the cast is Amber Tamblin as Joan, Joan of Arcadia, the titular Joan. We have Joe Montaigne and Mary Steenburgen as the parents. And right away, I was like, oh, so this is not like a star vehicle kind of show for Amber Tamblin. This is very much an ensemble. Because when the credit starts, it's like starring Joe Montaigne. And I'm like, really? The parents are like the, they the pop leads. Up for, yeah, yeah it's, that's fair. It's kind of it's interesting. Uh, Jason Ritter and Michael Welch play her brothers. Uh, and the basic premise is Joan Girardi of Arcadia, Maryland. Get it? Joan of Arcadia? Absolutely. Have you ever been to Arcadia, Maryland? I have not. I spent some I time in think. Frederick, Maryland. Cool library there. 
it's cool, I've been cool area. like stopped at random towns in Maryland whilst driving like to DC. But maybe not Arcadia. I don't think Arcadia. Okay. I feel right. like I would remember that. Right. Well, anyway, Joan sees God everywhere and he talks to her and he gives her little assignments and she doesn't know what the assignment is going to lead to. It's yep. just random things. Like he told her to build a boat, which is very biblical. It is. Uh, he told her to try out for the cheerleading team yep. squad cheerleading squad i think it's the squad okay uh anyway joan's dad is the chief of police her mom is she's not a teacher she's like the guidance counselor uh she works, she in, works the in the office okay exactly what she does that much work. okay all right her brother wants to be a scientist and her older brother is dealing with the aftermath of an accident that left him a paraplegic yes person so he's just yeah going through the motions there's a lot at play in in this town right yes. away like everybody's kind of got their own thing uh, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting premise. Created by Barbara Hall, who also created hit shows like Judging Amy and Madam Secretary. Madam Secretary is also great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you notice any... Is there any like writing things where you're like, oh, that There's feels... There's definitely some similar vibes. Jony. Okay. Yeah. Especially like the parents dynamic, I feel like. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess Madam Secretary and her husband in right. that case. Yeah. But... I, yeah, I feel like they're dynamic. I've is never similar. seen Madam Secretary, and I love that whole cast. Taylor Leone is one of my favorites from like the old school days. Anyway, it's good stuff. Uh, it was a relative hit in its first season, and ratings declined pretty steeply in season two. Now you'll have to tell me if this is true because I read this and I couldn't quite make sense of it. But a darker character named Ryan was introduced as kind of an antagonist. Is this right? Am I getting yeah. this right? In season two, but the storyline never really resolves. Yeah, it kind of ends. Not exactly on a cliffhanger, but like it seems like it's going to go somewhere with it and then it just stops. Yes. And I think like if they had to stop, like they mostly stopped before really getting into it, which is probably better than like starting it and then having to stop in the, like it probably doesn't feel as weird and unresolved as it could. Okay. But yeah, no, he's a very interesting and weird figure and I don't really know what his deal is because he's not there for very long yeah. and he's mysterious and then the show ended. I liked that. I mean, the, the problem of the week format does really remind me of something like a Quantum Leap, which mm-hmm. is okay that you don't know what Quantum Leap is, but uh, in Quantum Leap, later in the run, they introduced like an evil leaper. So the whole thing with Quantum mm-hmm. Leap is that he leaps from person to person okay and he's trying to right a wrong and once he writes a wrong he leaps on to the next thing okay hoping each leap will be the leap home they introduce an evil leaper whose job is to kind of come and like screw things up and Mm. so it introduces this really weird dynamic and they also don't really get into it in quantum leap but i wonder if this whole like ryan character is uh maybe you know kind of plays a a similar role so anyway uh it won a people's choice award for best new drama it was nominated for three emmy awards so those are my facts on Joan Excellent. of Arcadia. Those are the did facts. I leave anything out? I don't think so. Okay. I think I think you covered the basics of okay. the facts. How did you get into Joan of Arcadia? How did this come about for okay. you? When we were still living in Cortez, Colorado, before yeah. we moved here, which was when I was eight. Yeah, you got your first library card at Cortez. Absolutely. I Cortez read about Public that library. on your staff spotlight. Because I it's, love that library. It's library card sign-up month, everybody. Yes. So, I mean, so you if can you always, don't have one of those, you should get one. Absolutely. You can always do that. But if you do it in September. It's extra special. It's extra spe- Exactly, Allie. It's extra special. Yes. So, Cortez, <laughs> Cortez, Colorado. Okay. And I don't know how old I was I'm going to go with like six or seven. Yeah. And one of my friend's parents or one of my parents' friends okay. introduced them to this show. And I don't know what her name was. All I remember is that she's Johan's mom. So Johan's mom. Okay. Shout out. Shout, to out, her. shout out to <laughs> Johan's mom. Yeah. So they started watching this show and they would talk about it like while we were around and they were like, oh yeah, okay. here's the premise. It's really interesting. Okay. And like kind of talk about some of the ideas and stuff with so, us. Okay. So this would have been 
later. I mean, the show would have been like off the yes, air. The show okay. was off the air at this point. I don't remember. I mean, it's not, normally you have to hit 100 episodes to be in syndication, which is a thing that you probably also don't know about. But like back yeah, in the correct. day, back in the day, a show would run a certain amount. And once it met a certain threshold, like for a sitcom, it was usually 100 episode. Another network might buy it. So if it's airing on like CBS or something, some like a cable network or even like Fox or something, might buy the rights to show those episodes you know, at like three o'clock in the afternoon or something mm. like that. So a show going into syndication back in the day was the thing that would make it like a hit retroactively. Gotcha. Star Trek's a perfect example. Not a super popular show in the 60s, but when it was purchased in syndication, it would air right as kids were like getting off the bus and it became oh. a huge hit years after it aired. That's so fascinating. All that to say, with 45 episodes, I don't know who would have been airing this or how I they would have watched it. I think they had it on DVD. DVD? Okay. Which I'm not sure. I guess I don't really know what the process for like tv shows going to dvd is yeah. i know how it works with movies but yeah. like i don't know well not every tv show that had it got a dvd release right but there exactly. was probably enough goodwill with the show that they were just like let's do it let's yeah. run a little extra scratch Fair enough. so we weren't allowed to watch this show but we were extremely intrigued by it it is kind of dark yeah like, yeah there's a reason we weren't allowed to watch yeah, the show like, when we were like you know five and seven right. or however old we were like joe montagna as the chief of police I guess I was expecting more like someone let the horses out of old man Carruthers farm. But no, it's like episode one, he's dealing with like rape and like yes, serial killers, serial killers. And like kids being kidnapped and stuff. And yes. I'm like, okay. Yeah. They, wow. they don't really pull the punches with the chief no, of police and it's stuff. Odd. And I, I don't know. It is odd, but I kind of like the mixture of like the kids dealing with their high school stuff yeah. and the mom dealing with her mom stuff and the dad dealing with like the cop stuff, the cop stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it kind of creates it's a nice just blend. Procedural stuff, either. It's like interpersonal stuff in the, yes. in the office. So I watched six episodes. Okay. Well, you good for you. You said four to five, and I watched six. So that's a bonus. Overachiever. For me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yep. So I don't think I actually ended up watching this show until probably like late middle school. Okay. Is when my parents were like, You're probably old enough that you can Now's handle the time this now. For Joan of Now's the time. Special time in any child's life. Honestly, <laughs> it's a very specific developmental yeah. period. Yeah. So we watched the whole show and we were sad that there wasn't more of it and kind of confused by the ending. Yeah. But so that was more or less how I got into it. And it's something that I feel like I've probably rewatched a couple times with my family. And like, I don't know. If, I don't, I feel like my, the older of my two brothers might have seen some of it by this point, but sometimes it would be like, we'd have a friend over and we'd be like, Oh, this show like that you've never heard of, of yeah. course, like we'll, we'll show you the first couple episodes or whatever. Okay. So. Okay, so you were like evangelical with your love of pretty <laughs> much, yeah, spreading the good word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So now I'm curious to hear your thoughts, your my experience. Thoughts. Okay. All right. Well, so my wife was a fan of this. So I like I've known of this show, and anytime we'd see uh, these actors pop up, uh, right, other places like Amber Tamblyn uh, was a regular on House, uh, medical procedure kind of mystery show uh, from years back. And she was like, oh, it's Joan, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, like, I've known what the show is. And all of the cast is great. I right. mean, they all kind of right, went right. on to do other things. So, I, I have known about it. But this was the first time I ever really sat down and watched it. And I liked it. Like, I, I would keep watching it. You like, should. I, you should. Yeah, we probably will, I feel like. Because, again, Hillary loves it. And, There's only you know, two so. seasons. You yeah, might as well. Yeah, 45 episodes. Boom. Uh, I do wish it was streaming. It is, like... 
You know, I still have so many DVDs, and I watched a lot of these on a tiny DVD player, as you saw. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but there's something, too, about, like, I think I would have watched more of it if I didn't have to, like... Put in the DVD. Yeah, like, switch discs. And, yeah, like, that's I couldn't, fair. like, watch it on my lunch, like, on my phone or something I like that. I was kind of surprised so. that it wasn't streaming, like, anywhere. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why. Like, I don't know who you know if it's some sort of like ownership thing or if it's like a music rights kind of issue because that holds up a lot of streaming yeah if there's music. i can see that so uh, that's probably it i don't know so i think that i would have watched it more uh, i did like it i liked all the characters there's a lot going on but i feel like they don't waste a whole lot of time on her questioning the mm-hmm. premise which I think is helpful. I feel yeah. like a lot of shows you'd have like, especially now, you'd have like six episodes, maybe the whole first season where she's like, is this really God? I don't trust you. But it's like episode one. She's kind of like, you're God. Great. You know, <laughs> let's let's do this. Well, and she like sasses him so much, which she's I find sassy. incredible. Yeah, that like sassy. at first she's like, what the heck? Who are you? And then she's like, okay, yeah. you're God. Well, I'll, I guess I'll do what you say, but I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not so, going to just like put up no fight about it. it right. I think that's a major point in its favor that we don't waste time on like a Mm -hmm. whole origin story that it's just like, this is what we're doing, you know? So I think that's really clever of it. Uh, I do like the humor. I like the procedural vibes. I like the Mm -hmm. mystery elements of it. I like figuring out why she's doing what she's doing. Like, especially the one, like the boat one comes to mind where she was, she had Uh to build this boat and then it turned out, uh, spoilers for season or episode four of Joan of Arcadia. Turns out that it was like a way to bring her dad and her brother together who had been having some difficulties clicking post accident. So I didn't know where we were going with that. Didn't think God was going to flow the world again, but I wondered. Like, well, especially because he gives no specifics. Like in the Noah it. story, he's like, here's how big the boat That's needs true. to be and everything. Yeah. And so she's kind of like, what kind of boat? And he's like, yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there was no gopher bark. I didn't see any of it. Nope. Here's where I was trying to think, like, why didn't this show hit? Why didn't it take off? And I feel like it has a bit of an identity crisis that you can either roll with or you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think now people might approach it a little differently. But I think at the time, like broadcast TV, when you're being like, what's on CBS tonight? Right. I think so much about people's perceptions was important. Like, what kind of show is this that I'm going to watch? And that would decide whether or not people wanted to watch it. Mm -hmm. Because it's riding on the heels of Touched by an Angel, which I don't know if you ever saw any of Touched by an Angel. I did not. I read about it when I was looking at facts about Joan of Arcadia this morning. Touched by an Angel was like unapologetically and like very mushy in a Christian way. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It was just like, this is a Jesus show, okay? And so Joan of Arcadia coming on right on the heels of that and like the premise and everything feels very much like like a touch by an angel right. kind of thing. So I feel like people thinking, oh, great, a new show to replace Touch mm-hmm. by an Angel. Let's watch Joan of Arcadia. And then they watch it and it's like decidedly not Christian. Right. Like, yes, it's God, but it never feels religious. Right. It's and it just also, kind of like God is this figure. Right. What do you do with right. that? I think a lot of the references imply that it's the Christian God, but it's not a it's not an evangelical kind of show. And it doesn't always seem like it's exclusively the Christian no, God. No, but I think it, I think the, especially the jokes yes. lead in that the direction. The jokes do lead in that direction. So if you are a touched by an angel person and you're expecting like Roma Downey to be here and like lead you to the Lord, it's not going to happen in <laughs> Joan of Arcadia. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I think if you're watching it thinking it's going to be a Christian show, you're going to be disappointed. Like if that's why you want to watch mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? I think... If you don't want to watch Touched by an Angel, like if you don't want to watch a Christian show, 
you're not going to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that maybe had had some like perception. I, I don't know. I'm totally making this up. Well, I feel like the premise is very interesting, but it's hard to explain to someone in a way that captures how cool it actually is. Because yes. if you're just like, oh, yeah, it's the girl. She talks to God. It's like, is that going to be really cringy yeah. or is that going to be? There's no like reverence. What? There's no reverence at all. You yes. know what I mean? And I think yes. that's good for the show. But I think another way that it might have struggled to find like a solid audience to maintain it is that even back in the day, I remember this show being on and I always thought that it was very YA. You know, I thought mm, it was like that's interesting. teen girl with like boyfriend troubles and now she's got to deal with God. Like that's what I thought. <laughs> And I think all the marketing, like even the DVD cover, just looks like Gilmore Girls. Like It does look a lot like Gilmore it, Girls. You see it think, oh, the Gilmore Girls. This must be Rory's friend. I think that there might be some writers in common or something okay. with Gilmore Girls, actually. So I think it has that going for it, but it's not really YA. It no. doesn't really feel like, like a Like it has elements it of does. the more teen focus, but I yeah. think the parents are characters enough in their own right, right and that enough of what's going on with them is central that yes. it feels more like you're kind of seeing the each level of the family yeah. experiencing its own difficulties rather than being like, Oh, the teens. Yeah. Well, cause a lot of times like, you know, using Beverly Hills 90210, which was on right before this, the parents start as kind of a thing and then are pretty quickly phased out. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, we're not going to, we're not going to waste story content <laughs> on like the parents filing their taxes or whatever. Um, but I don't think that's the case in Joan of Arcadia. I think it's intended to mm-hmm. be like they are equal characters. Right. You know, like yeah. the parents aren't supporting Joan's whatever. Like they are their own thing. Yeah. So I also feel like that could be kind of a thing where people are like, well, I don't want to watch like a teen romance show. But it's not that. It's so not. if you want a teen mm-hmm. romance show, it's also not that. So <laughs> this is what I was thinking about as I was watching it like what I feel like people would have been thinking during that time when picking a new show. But yeah, I, I can see that. All that to say, I think it actually manages to pull all those pieces together really well. And maybe if you didn't have to boil down what this show is about into like a 30-second TV teaser, right. maybe it could have taken off and, yeah, and, I could and see run that. seven seasons or something like that. And I feel like maybe some of the reason that I liked it so much and like it didn't strike me as odd that you have like the police procedural stuff and like the teen God high school stuff going on. It never struck me as weird that those things were like combined into the same show until like sometime in the last year I was thinking about it and I was like, huh, I guess that's a little unusual. It is. And so I feel like I didn't necessarily have any particular expectations going in. And so it's easier to just like accept it for what it is. I think it's a really unique show, like in a good way, because you're right, as I'm sitting here thinking and as I was thinking about it in preparation here, I can't really think of a a clear comparison to another show Mm -hmm. because it pretty successfully encompasses multiple genres in a way that I I don't think happens very often. I do think it it does bear some similarity to Madam Secretary, as we we said, because that again has like some of the like seeing some of the stuff that's going on with like their kids, but then also like her being being the secretary but then also like family and marriage stuff i will say though that madam secretary is much more clearly just focused on okay you know madam secretary and that the kids are kind of more seen through her eyes rather than being kind of their own chunk of the narrative yeah but i feel like that's probably one of the closest things that i could compare it to okay all right. Well, again, it makes sense because they share. It does make some sense. DNA. It makes so much sense. Uh, <laughs> so, wh- where do you put this? And you're like, you know, if I was going to 
tell you to list your your top 10 shows or something like that. Does Joan of Arcadia get a slot? I'd say Joan of Arcadia is in the top 10. Yeah. Top 10. Okay. For a while, I was like, yeah, this is my favorite show. Oh. But I also hadn't seen all that many shows. I see. I don't know if I could tell you what my favorite show is today. Back in your today. cave days. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Well, now I'm curious. Give me a couple others on the list. A couple others of my favorite shows. I really like the show Eureka, which oh. is just like yeah, okay. fun science Yeah, I remember Eureka. Sure. Uh, I really enjoyed watching West Wing for a while. Oh, and yeah. again, Madam Secretary. Yep. Um, Did you go the distance on West Wing? No. My, see, my dad and my older sister both have this tendency to very easily get burnt out with a mm. show and be like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of bored. What if we switched and watched to a different show? Yeah. And and there, it's always like with this semi-implied, oh, we'll come back to it. And occasionally we have gone back and watched yeah. more of a show, but usually it's like we watch several seasons yeah. and then yeah. just... West Wing is an interesting one because I think it, like we were watching it as it was airing, you know, uh, and I think it stays interesting the whole way through like it's never becomes like a boring show or like a pale imitation or something but which i think is incredible given like the premise like what it's about yeah. and what's happening that it can kind of maintain that i do feel like like there's a, you take a double hit of losing uh rob lowe as sam seaborn uh, i think in season four is his last and then um aaron sorkin who's the creator also leaves like not too long after that and so those seasons don't have the same crispness the mm-hmm. same like magic as the early seasons but i think it stays pretty solid yeah that makes across sense across the board yeah another of my all-time favorite shows is person of interest which oh, is like have, yeah. you, have you seen it or i haven't it? seen it but okay. i do remember it yeah. it is great that's and it's also very kind much of short right isn't it like couple, just a couple seasons i think it's five seasons oh, okay. so whether well, you consider that short no, or that's not solid. and that's one of the ones that we actually watched the whole way through when i was nice. growing up it was one of the only shows we completed is that not procedural is that not like a, i it guess i kind of thought of it as like a csi kind of show it's like um the the idea is that there's like this machine that spits out a number and tells you like in the next 24 hours either this person is going to be like a victim oh. of some crime or they're okay. going to commit some crime like the film minority report it is kind of like that and okay. so it's basically just like these two dudes following this person around and trying to like either protect them or stop them from hurting someone. They kind of like have to feel it out That's and see what, what happens. This was about at all, but okay. And it gradually escalates and more characters are included and more stuff happens with the machine and kind of like a yeah. vaguely sci-fi ish sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. That sounds fun. It is five seasons, 103 episodes, uh, aired, 2011 to 2016 so that's downright modern for you i know Good can you, for you can you believe Within it in the last 10 it's not years, even set in the regency era you got one under the wire that's amazing wow okay so tell me tell me a little bit more about like what it is that that draws you to joan of arcadia we've kind of covered the hits but i want to know like what is it that makes it a top tier show for you i feel like just the a couple things one is just like the themes the kind of like metaphysical like, you know, what does it mean to be interacting with God and yeah. what, you know, what effect do the, the little things that she does have on a grander scale? And there's a lot of just like, I feel like most of the arcs of the show are kind of tied to a philosophical or metaphysical idea that okay. she and or other people around her will be kind of exploring. So I feel like that's really what makes it stand out. But also just I think the characterization is really great. Like, all of the main character, like the whole family, all the actors are mm-hmm. great. The characterization are great. And most of the other like characters who usually come up like at school are just yeah. really fun. It's like yeah. every time you see them, you're like, oh yeah, this character, like this is, this yeah. is going to be great. And I feel like those are the two main things that really bring it to that next level mm-hmm. for me. As I was watching it and I was thinking, because you're right, as characters do pop up and they feel 
more developed than characters like that often do. Mm-hmm. When, when you have a one-off or somebody who's just going to be like, this is a friend that we see every mm-hmm. five episodes or something like that. It almost feels like a play sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, where like it's because I guess I guess there is kind of a dialogue focus that's about like personality, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than just like moving a plot along. And I, I did appreciate that, like from a writing standpoint. Yeah. And I think the family dynamic works really well. I think the actors, as we've said, are, are all great. And I think the various things that are happening, you know, with like the older brother and the mom, her trying to push him to kind of get back out there after the mm-hmm. accident and like, you know, the way that they're kind of adapting to this move and like Joan finding things out about her dad. And I don't know, there's just like in all directions, there's stuff going on where right. you each two characters in a scene bring something totally different to the story. Yes, yeah. Um, which is something I appreciate. I hate reading things or watching things where it feels like, well, any character could have said that dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like yeah. that's like a hallmark of very weak writing and I haven't experienced that at all here. You yeah, know? for sure. Well, cool. and I think seeing like the different characters kind of perspectives on each other, like you see the mom really like trying to do things to you know again push her son to start reforming his life after this accident but you also kind of see him dealing with all the emotional fallout and visit so like i think it's interesting that you can kind of see both of the characters different perspectives and why they're coming in it that way and just kind of see how it plays out which i think is a lot of fun yeah I agree. Well, the show is not streaming, but I can tell you as of yesterday, we do have the complete series here in the Excellent. collection at the David A. Howe Public Library. So if you have a, a mini DVD player like me, you could watch it anywhere. Or anything like that plays DVD. That's true. It seems like more often than not, people, if they have a gaming system that has a, a disc player, that's what they're watching DVDs on. It does but, help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, finding a DVD player now. I right? know I mean, it's, it's so like hard. It's a cassette player. It's like laptops used to cassettes have them were often. Small, I I listened to cassettes okay, as a kid. Just making sure. Yeah. All right, I think it's a hit. I could see finishing more of it. Forty-five episodes. Forty-five episodes. We'll see if I go the distance. Uh, now, Allie, I know that you like Joan of Arcadia, but have you tried the others? A spooky film starring oh. Nicole Kidman. I definitely have not. I don't think I've even heard that. You name. You haven't heard of it. Wow. I know who Nicole Kidman is. Yeah, oh, well, that's that's a step in the right direction for sure. Well, it's sort of in the same time frame as Joan of Arcadia. This is a 2001 film. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite spooky movies of all time. Uh, what's your relationship with the spooky movie? I don't usually watch a bunch of spooky movies. Okay. I enjoy some amount of spook yeah. in movies. Yeah. But usually if I'm like, I know this is the whole point of this movie is to be spooky. Yeah. Then I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah. You're not in it. I get it. I don't like anything that will stick with me. I That's don't like, fair. I don't like a horror thing where I'm going to like keep thinking about a theme or mm-hmm. keep thinking about Keep a waking theme. up in the night no, seeing you. it in your eyeballs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to get up to go to the bathroom and be like looking both ways <laughs> and avoiding looking into the mirror to make sure like whatever's not right, there. Right, right, right. Uh, which does happen. Uh, I'm, I'm very cowardly, like, like Scooby-Doo. But I like this one a lot. And okay. I feel like it is the... I think it's the right amount of horror and like psychological horror that I think makes for a very good Halloween movie that okay. you can go about your business afterwards. You That's know? what I like to hear. This so, seems achievable. Because it's a Halloween theme, I do think uh, we're going to have to call in a heavy hitter to join us at, to be our first guest on But Heavy Tried. And that is Sally Jacoby Murphy, who is the director of the Fred and Harriet Taylor Memorial Library in Hammondsport. And fun fact... 
we didn't have a Joan of Arcadia DVD when I needed to watch it. So I checked one out from Sally's library. Excellent. So it all comes together. It all comes together. Yes. All right. So Allie, two weeks, we're going to get together to talk about the things we've been watching, reading and all that. Uh, And then after that, you'll have watched the others. We'll see how scared you are. See where it falls on your scarometer. Uh, and we'll get Sally in here to talk about uh, what makes this movie great. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So, Nick, if people want to watch along with us, oh, yes. where can they find the others? Well, we do have the DVD right here. Perfect. So anywhere in our library system, you could place a hold for it and get it. I was not able to find it streaming. So I haven't fully given up on that yet. And we could put it out on Twitter or whatever if we find it. But I don't see it streaming. So Man, it might be another, another non-streamer. It back might to be back. another track down a DVD kind of situation. But it's worth it. Absolutely. Allie, it's worth it. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And until next time, watch Don't Work Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect.